Well, we've been talking about this principle of the path for the last two weeks, and maybe you already have memorized what the principle of the path is, and it simply is this, that your direction will always determine your destination. Your direction in life will always determine your destination. Not your intentions, not your hopes, not your dreams, but your direction in life will always determine your final destination. And then last week, we learned about two different people with two responses and two different outcomes. And we actually learned a verse together last week. And it was Proverbs 27, 12. And we're going to read this together again. And it reads this way. The prudent see danger, come on, and take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffer for it. The prudent see danger. And they take refuge, but the simple keep going. If you missed last week's talk or you missed the last two weeks, get on riverwaychurch.com, watch it back, and catch up with, it, with us. Um, because as we learned last week, for the prudent person, they realize that all of life is connected. That the choices we make today affects tomorrow and even years down the road. Our financial path today, our marriage path, our parenting path, our moral path, um, it always impacts us later in life. Uh, so life is connected. But the problem is, for a lot of us, we don't know what the outcome of the path is, oftentimes, until it's too late. And then we look back on our life and we say, I should have changed paths five years ago. I should have changed paths. If only I could go back ten years ago and take a different path so I could have a different outcome. And oftentimes we find ourselves in that spot. And I think part of the reason that we find ourselves in this spot is you're actually your very first fill-in. And it says this, when it comes to choosing our paths, we think that part of the problem is that we don't have enough information. Right? We don't have enough information. We think, if only I'd known then what I know now. If only I could go back. Uh, or maybe currently you're thinking, you know, what college am I supposed to choose? Maybe if I just get more information. Uh, what about career? What about, you know, who I should marry? What about my finances? What about kids? You know, should I buy it? Should I not? You know, should I lease it? Should I not? Um, on and on and on. We ask these kind of ideas and these questions about ourselves, thinking if we could just get enough information, then maybe we could be on better paths. And I was thinking about this. Wouldn't it be great if someone created a decision database, follow me here for a minute, a decision database of every decision ever made along with their outcomes, and you could just like log in and put in your current situation, and then it would give you odds on favorites how your path would turn out. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be really nice. Someone should invent that. If you're thinking about it, you should invent that. You'll make millions, right? Uh, we could have a wealth of information. The problem is this. And you know this is true, that even if we had all the information and knew what to do, oftentimes we still wouldn't do it. We still wouldn't do it. We wouldn't take the advice. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have known somebody very smart that has made very stupid decisions? Let me see your hands, right? How many of you, that was you. You, you did something stupid, right? I remember when I was a kid, I allowed my older brother to talk me into drinking some hot sauce, like the extra hot sauce, and he said, I'll give you a dollar if you do it. And I did it. And it was not a good decision to make, let me tell you that right now. I was dying, and in fact, now that I think about it, I think he still owes me that dollar. I don't think he ever paid up. He just enjoyed watching me suffer, right? Stupid decisions that we've made. And if we were honest, just for a moment, 
I think we could all agree that the stupid decisions we've made have not been because of a lack of information. Because you went and saw the counselor, you went and saw the pastor, you went and talked to your doctor, you went to your financial planner, and they gave you all kinds of information, and yet, for many of us, we've ignored the things that they told us to do. Why? Why? Well, it's your next fill-in, because our problem is not information. Our problem is that we trust ourselves too much. We trust ourselves too much. When my brother asked me to drink the hot sauce, I had all the information I need. It was right on the label. Very hot, right? I had all the information I needed, but here's what I thought to myself. I can handle it. I got this. It can't be that hot. Believe me, it was that hot, and I could not handle it. I had the all, in, all, all the information that I needed to know, and yet I still suffered for it. Why? Because I didn't pay attention to the information. So important. And the passage we're going to look at today in Proverbs 3 is going to show us how true this is and what we can do about it. And again, this passage is written by Solomon, the wisest man ever. He wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs. And when he became the king, believe this or not, he was only 17 years old. 17. Any 17-year-olds in the room? Any 17-year-olds in the room? Could you imagine being a king at 17 years old? And one night, God appears to Solomon and communicates to him in a dream. And he says, Solomon, I am going to give you anything you ask for. Any wish you want, it is going to be granted. God said, ask me anything, and I will give it to you. Now, I mean, come on, this is like a great thing. Could you imagine if God said to you, ask me anything, and I'll give it to you? It's kind of like a genie in a lamp. What would you ask for? Right, and for Solomon, you know, do you want money? Do you want fame? Do you want me to kill your enemies? I mean, what do you want from me? And of everything that Solomon could have asked for, do you know what he asked? Amazing. He said, you know what, God, I'm young, and I have the burden of making all kinds of decisions, so God, what I want more than anything else is wisdom. I want wisdom to know what to do. I want information. I want knowledge beyond my years so I can rule well. And here's how God responds in 1 Kings chapter 3, 11 and 12. It says this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, speaking of wisdom, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so there will never have been anyone like you nor will there ever be. Did you hear that? God just said, Solomon, I am about to make you the wisest person who has ever lived and will ever live. And immediately he needed that discernment because right after this, two moms walk in to talk to him. One of the moms is grieving. And these two moms lived in the same house. They both had babies around the same time. And in the night, 
one of the moms accidentally rolled over and smothered the baby, and the baby died. And in the night, unbeknownst to the other mom, the mom switched the babies in the middle of the night. And so when this other mom woke up, she realized that her baby was dead. But the more she looked at the baby, she realized it wasn't hers. And she accused the other mom of switching the babies in the night. And she said, no, I didn't. This is really my baby. And they came before King Solomon and told them their story. Now, how many think you might need a little bit of wisdom in that moment, right? How do I handle this? And so Solomon does what you might have done. He said, bring me a sword. We're going to cut the baby in two. That's what he said. He said, well, cut the baby in two. You can both have half of the baby. This will work out. Bring me a sword. And so the one mom says, sounds good. The other mom starts screaming and crying and drops to the ground and says, no, 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 no. The other mom can have the baby. Just let the baby live. And in that moment, King Solomon knew who was the real mom with the baby that's still alive and said, give that baby back to its mother. Right? Amazing wisdom and insight. God makes them the wisest ever. So if anyone has the right information to make decisions, it is Solomon. And in this passage we're going to examine today, Solomon begins to answer this question of how you pick the right paths for your life. And he didn't say, this is what I would do, or you just need to be smarter like me, and if you just ask God for a little bit more wisdom, maybe you could be on the straight path like me. No, 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 that's not what he says. He begins this passage this way and communicates something so impactful thousands of years after he penned these words. And it begins this way in Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. He says, this is where it begins. If you want to know how to pick the right paths in life, this is where it all begins. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And it simply means this, your next fill-in, in every area of life and in every path, trust God. In every area of life and in every path you take, trust God. Trust in him. Don't trust in your information. Don't just trust in your insight or the latest trend Don't trust in our culture. Trust in God with all of your heart. I mean, here's the truth. If anyone could have bypassed this principle right here, it could have been Solomon. But he chose to put all of his trust in the person of God. And he continues, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. But here's our tendency in our culture is that we lean into the way that we see the world. Well, the way I would do that, well, the way I see it, well, the way I would normally handle that, well, I, 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 we lean into our experience, our worldview, the books that we've read, right, the people we've talked to, the gurus on all the TED Talks, I've, you know, we've heard it all. Not that any of those things are bad and not that information is bad. But he says, Solomon says, you can't lean on your own understanding. Your next fill-in, Solomon says, even with all the information you've acquired, you will still come up short when you need to choose some paths in life. It doesn't matter how much you've learned. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. 
you will still come up short when you need to choose some paths in life. He says, don't make the mistake of thinking that I'm old enough, I'm wise enough, I'm cool enough, I'm successful enough to lean on my own understanding. Thanks, God, you can sit this one out. I got it. I know what to do here, God. He says, don't make that mistake. And here's what it means to lean on your own understanding. It's your next feeling. It literally means to prop against yourself. Propping against yourself. We've got a broom in our kitchen. And it just drives me crazy because no matter how I set the broom in the corner, it always does this. Always. It doesn't matter. I try to turn it the other way, and guess what? It just falls. It just keeps doing that. And wouldn't it be nice if they designed a broom that would just stand on its own? Wouldn't that be nice? But it doesn't. It just keeps falling. And here's the thing about you and I that sometimes we don't realize is that as human beings, whether we understand this principle or not, we are always leaning. Always. We don't think that we are, but we are always leaning. And when Solomon says, don't lean on your own understanding, he's literally saying, you are trying to prop yourself up against yourself. And let me tell you, that is not a good recipe for any path in life. Because as everyone leans, doesn't matter how hard you try to stand, and you say, stay, no, my understanding, my knowledge, I got this. You don't. You're going to lean somewhere. The question is, who are you leaning on or what are you leaning on? And this question is so important because it will determine the path that you're on. It will always determine this. And that's why Solomon says, lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't prop yourself up against your own knowledge, against your own wisdom, against your own experience it. And every day of our lives, we are tempted to prop ourselves against ourselves. Every single day, we are tempted to live according to our understanding but he says, no, 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 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because Solomon understood this principle, it's your next villain, that direction in life doesn't begin with information. It begins with submission. Direction for life doesn't begin with information. It's all about Submission. It's submission to God. It's submission to his word. It says, God, I'm going to trust you with my finances, even though I don't know everything that you say about finances. God, I'm going to trust you with my marriage, because even though I don't know everything you say about marriage, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you with raising my kids, even though I, I, I don't know everything you say about raising kids. God, I'm just going to start leaning your direction. God, in my career, I just I want to know everything you say about how I should work. I don't want to prop myself against myself. I'm going to lean your direction. I'm going to move your direction. I'm going to discover your truth and lean on that. And I'm not going to wait until I make a mess of everything to come back to you. I want to trust you from the get-go, God. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And then he continues this way. 
He says, in all of your ways, and he didn't write these in parentheses, I did, in your marriage ways, in your morality ways, in your education ways, in your job ways, entertainment, dating, finances, in all of your ways, what's that next word? Acknowledge him. In all of your ways, not just your Sunday ways, but in your Monday through Sunday ways, acknowledge him. Him. And to acknowledge God, your next villain, means that you have a God component in each area of your life. It's a God component. He becomes the filter for everything. You're putting Him above everything. You're acknowledging Him in your marriage, in your parenting, in your finances, in your health. Is He in charge? Is He in charge? Of your marriage? Is he in charge of your finances? And is he in charge of your parenting? And I know sometimes we don't think of it in terms like that because we think, well, I'm a grown up. I've graduated high school. I've graduated college. I've started my own family. I've been married for 20 years. I'm in charge. And Solomon would argue with you. And he would say, the moment you think you are in charge, you're propping yourself up against yourself. And the path will not end well for you. Who's in charge of your morality? Who's in charge of your schooling? Who's in charge of your friendships? See, you invite him onto every path. You acknowledge him in every area, and you let him be in charge over all of it. You say, Jesus, I want you to be the true leader of my life in every area. Please show me how to live. You say, well, Ryan, that sounds like a big commitment. Is there a payoff? Like if I decide to put Jesus as the leader over everything in my life and I put him in charge of every area, is there a payoff? And Solomon would say, absolutely. Look at the rest of verse 6. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths, what's that word? Straight. That's the payoff. If you trust in him and you acknowledge him in every way, he will make your paths straight. Come on, let's have an honest moment. Isn't that what every one of us want? Don't we want our marriage path to be straight, our finance path to be straight, our kids' path to be straight, our career path to be straight? That's what every single one of us want. And Solomon says, then as or here, here's a result of. If you will trust in the Lord with all your heart, if you will acknowledge him in every way, if you don't lean on your understanding, then he will make your path straight. It literally means that he will make the path clear. You will know what path to take and you will know what path to stay on. Because here's the key, and if you've missed everything up until this point, you're going to want to listen to this. This would be the thing to write on your hand and just keep on your hand for the weekend. It's your next villain. It's this idea right here, that submission to God precedes direction in life. Submission to God precedes direction in life. How many times have you heard people say, I just wish I knew what path to take. I just wish I knew what direction my life should head. I just wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And here is the answer, submitting it to God and acknowledging him and putting him in charge over it all 
It always precedes direction in life. God says, would you be willing to acknowledge me in all of your ways? If so, I'll show you what path to take. I'll make it clear for you. See, we don't need more information. We need to submit our life and our path to him. And as if this wasn't clear enough, Solomon then gives one last warning. Verse 7, he says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Solomon says, listen, I know you're smart. I know you have education. I know you have taken the class, that you have the certificate. I know it all, but do not be wise in your own eyes. Because you know what Solomon did with all of that wisdom? If you read on later in his story, the wisest person to ever live, the most information anyone could ever have, And he ended up, instead of trusting God to protect his nation, he decided to start marrying the daughters of rulers of other nations to gain favor with them, and it ended up wrecking his kingdom and his family. He trusted himself and his own understanding. Information wasn't enough. Wisdom isn't enough. Education isn't enough. Experience isn't enough. Why? Because your next villain, pride, eventually overrides wisdom and common sense. Pride. See, that's what happens. We lean on it. We're propped against ourselves. We're propped against our own education, our wisdom, our experience. And suddenly we say, I can do it. I don't need you, God. And pride every time. Pride every time, this is how it works. Pride overrides wisdom and common sense. That's why you've even said, I knew better. I knew better. And I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. But I did it anyway. Why? Because pride came in and overrided the wisdom and the common sense that you had. See, you and I need a heavenly father who's willing to make the path clear for us. If we think we need just more insight or more information, the story of Solomon tells us it's not enough. We need to acknowledge God in every area. So let me ask you this all-important question as we get ready to close. Has there ever been a time in your life? This, isn't, this, is, this question is not for the person sitting next to you. This question is for you. Has there ever been a time in your life that you've truly acknowledged God in all of your ways. Let me phrase this a little differently. Has there ever been a time in your life that you have put God in charge of every area in your life? Now, if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, we have to be really careful with this question. Because for many of us, we think because we've trusted Jesus for salvation that we've trusted him for everything. And that is not true. You see, we didn't have many options for salvation, did we? I mean, what other options did you have? You've said, God, I've given you something I have no control over. Why, thank you. That's awesome. We had no control over that. God, watch over my kids. Why? Because I have no control over that. We do this kind of thing all the time, even as followers of Jesus. 
hey, God, would you handle whatever I can? Because I can handle what I can. You handle what you can. And the things I can't handle, I'm counting on you. But the things I can handle, God, I got it. Even as followers of Jesus, it's so easy to get into this slippery slope. But what about all that stuff we do have control over? That says, God, I know I've been doing this for 10 years, but I need your help more than ever. I need you to be in charge of this. God, I know I've been married for 15 years, but God, I need you to be in charge of our marriage. God, I know I've had my own job since I was 13, 14 years old, and, you know, I've figured out the financial thing, but, oh, God, I need you to be in charge of my finances. God, I know I've got the degree, and I, I, I know I've done all the classes, but, God, I need you to be in charge of my career. Not me, you. Have we done that? Your last filling is just this question. Have I ever acknowledged God in all of my ways? Again, not the stuff you have control over, but the everyday paths that you do have control. Have you acknowledged him? Have you put him in charge over your relationships? Your friendships, your marriage, your parenting. Have you put him in charge of your grandparenting? Have you put him in charge of your morality or your sexuality? Or in the realm of your finances, your career, your profession? What about as a college student with your future? Have you put him in charge of that? God's plan to be fulfilled in your life because if we don't, chances are we'll take a path we don't want to take. And it's how we end up living with regret. This is where following Jesus becomes so real. It's where it's lived out every day. You say, Jesus, I'm inviting you to not just be the leader of my life when it comes to salvation and eternity and forgiveness of sin, because the truth is, I believe you are the Son of God. But God, in my everyday living, I want to put you in charge. I want to put you in charge of my decision-making, I want you to be my filter. And when we begin to operate in this, we discover a new way of living that we haven't before that causes our path to become more clear than ever before. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Would you pray with me? I would just love it if we close our eyes in this moment and for us to just take 30 seconds between you and God to openly admit, God, if there are areas in my life that I've not put you in charge of, I want you to be. And I want you to show me what paths to take. I'm going to move your direction. I'm going to lean on you. I'm not going to trust myself. I'm going to become obedient in all of these areas of my life. God, it's what I want. And maybe there's just one area. Maybe today you'd say, God, is there one area that you want me to change paths on? Is there one area you want me to start trusting you in where I haven't before? Just between you and God, let's do that right now.
Heavenly Father, if we're being honest, we become so accustomed to trusting ourselves and it never really turns out that great. So forgive us for acknowledging ourselves and propping ourselves against our own wisdom and knowledge and not putting you in charge of it all. And we, we just simply say we need your help. Life is hard and the directions can be so unclear. But I pray that as we take this principle and we're obedient to it, and as we begin to acknowledge you in all of our ways and trusting you, and just confessing that every day, God, we're trusting you today, we're trusting you. As you become the filter for our decision-making, as we place you in leadership over every area of our life, even the ones we can control, we pray that as a result, you would make our path straight. You'd make the way clear. And our lives will be better for it. Our families will be better for it. Our marriages will be better for it. Our finances will be better for it. Our future. So we ask for your help. And help us to live in this all week, to remind ourselves that submission precedes direction in our life. So we choose to submit to you the leader of our life. In Jesus' name.